I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listener's Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listener's Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Buy Kids, Poor Kids Storytime. Hello, BKFK listeners. We've been working twice as hard. We're producing two stories a week. One for you, our faithful listeners, and some secret episodes for our Patreon supporters. This week's story for Patreon supporters is called The Sword in the Stone, about the legendary King Arthur. To listen, support us on patreon.com forward slash buykids4kids or go to our website buykids4kids.co. Thank you, Patreon supporters. Without you, we wouldn't be able to produce this podcast. So, that's something special for our Patreon supporters. But don't worry, listeners. We also have something special for all of you. This week's story, written by us... It's about some pretty creepy creatures. Sure, we've all heard stories about battling minotaurs and dragons and so on, but what's it like from the point of view of monsters? A dog with a bone. Cyrus was a skeleton. I don't mean he was just very thin or emaciated. No, he was literally just a skeleton. No skin, no muscles, no guts. Just an old musty skeleton. But surely he would just instantly collapse in a pile of bones, I hear you ask. Not at all. You see, Cyrus was undead. Now, This might be a tricky concept for some of you to understand. However, you're in luck. You see, I happen to be an expert in all things supernatural, in mythical and monstrous creatures, and in magic. Skeletons are raised from the dead, most commonly by evil necromancers. These are wizards that specialize in the dead. A typical scenario would entail the evil wizard in need of some assistance, perhaps in a battle with a dragon, or to perform an unattractive task such as washing the dishes. The necromancer would then wave her hands around and utter some mysterious words while sprinkling some substance, such as powdered bone. This is called casting a spell. And then the magic would begin. In some stony tomb or ancient battlefield, the bones of the dead would slowly creep towards each other in an effort to reassemble a skeleton. This was not always instantaneous. Sometimes the thigh bone would lodge itself where the arm bone should be, or the skull would attempt to settle where the hand should be. 
But if the spell was cast correctly, a complete human-shaped skeleton would be created to do the bidding of the evil necromancer. And your service master would be a typical greeting from a newcomer to the undead. The necromancer would normally have no time for niceties and would generally respond with something like Attack, you rattling bag of bones, before it burns me to a crisp! Or, you can begin by washing the dishes, then mop the floor, and then feed the pets. In the case of Cyrus, who was summoned by the evil wizard Castleburger, he rose from the dead in the midst of a raging battle against the tree folk in the Forsaken Forest. There were pixies, gnomes, elves, and all manner of woodland creatures, each of them outraged at the presence of the dark magician hurling themselves at her with all their might. Poor old Castleburger was on her last legs, exhausted, depleted, and almost defeated. So before Cyrus could completely assemble himself, his pelvis locking onto his spine, his ribs gathering together, Castleburger received one elvish arrow too many and collapsed, dead on the ground. With a cheer, the forest folk high-fived each other and dispersed into the leafy gloom of the forest. Just too late, Cyrus's skull rolled toward the top vertebra of his spine and locked in place. At your service, master. There was no reply. Master? He called out again uncertainly. Again, no reply. His bony eye sockets scanned the clearing and soon saw Castleburger unmoving, uncommanding, dead. <sighs> Sighed Cyrus, peacefully resting my bones in the grave for decades. And now this? Summoned to service with no master? Really? <sighs> and now an eternity in this clearing. No orders. No missions, no purpose. Depressed, dejected and bored, he settled down against an old oak tree and sat and sat for days, weeks, months. Occasionally, he gave a musty sigh or brushed away an annoying fly. Poor old Cyrus was dying of boredom. Well, not quite dying. He was undead. He couldn't die. No, he was destined to sit there forever, bored and bonely. Ah, I mean, lonely. Now, let's stray from the dreary gloom of poor Cyrus to another equally sorrowful story. A young man named Nathan was making his way through the forsaken forest. His skin was scratched by thorny bushes, 
his clothes mere rags and his hair long, dirty and matted. He was utterly exhausted, hot and sweaty, so much so that he was panting with his tongue hanging out, a bit like a dog. The last rays of sun disappeared through the leaves above. Night was falling. Oh no, not again. He sighed. Wretched full moon. He stopped and began to undress. I can't afford to have another set of clothes. Stretched, torn and mangled. No sooner had he neatly folded his clothes and placed them in a pile. He looked up at the moon and began to groan. His body became taut. His muscles flexed in ways unthinkable. He twisted and collapsed on the ground, writhing in agony. His skin began to stretch, becoming hairier. His open mouth revealed his teeth growing, fangs appearing. Long hair was rapidly sprouting all over his body. Writhing and roaring, he raised a clawed hand to the moon and let off a blood-curdling howl. Nathan was a werewolf. Well, more of a were-dog, actually. Kind of like a human mixed with a mutt. One can find all kinds of were-creatures. Werewolves, which I'm sure you've all heard of. Where bears, where cats, even where sheep, and where kangaroos. Most people would recoil in horror at the sight of a where anything, which is why where beasts invariably get hounded out of town or shot at with silver arrows. Where creatures can only be injured by silver. One day, poor old Nathan was minding his own business, tending to his veggies, when he was attacked and bitten by a dog. He fled in terror to tend to his wound. Well, I'm sure you can guess what happened next. One moment, he was a skinny, harmless-looking, spotty teenager. The next moment, he was a howling were-dog. Out came the villagers with pitchforks and flaming torches to chase the evil out of town. Evil! Evil! Look, just because the poor boy was a little too hairy, disliked cats, loved munching bones, and had a tendency to chase after sticks, it didn't make him evil. However, he struggled to convince the villagers of this, and sadly, he fled to the safest place where no human dared to go, the Forsaken Forest, to live out his days friendless, bored, and lonely. Let us turn our attention again to Cyrus. He was now lying on the ground, his vacant eye sockets counting the craters on the full moon. 
he was just about to begin with his next boring activity of counting leaves and trees when he heard a gnawing sound. He looked down to see a large dog-like creature chewing on his thigh bone. It was Nathan who had mistakenly thought he'd come across the ultimate snack for hounds, a pile of old bones. Oi! shouted Cyrus. Shoo! What do you think you're doing? Get away! Nathan got the fright of his life and collapsed on the ground on his back with his paws in the air, pathetically wagging his weird tail to show he meant no harm. I'm so sorry! He cried, I was just looking for something, anything, to break my boredom, my loneliness. Well, not over my dead body, yelled Cyrus, swatting at the poor were-dog with his bony hand. But his bones had been lying unused for so long, they weren't quite locked together. And before he knew it, when he swatted poor Nathan, his pointy finger bone went flying off into the distance. He gasped. Something instantly stirred in Nathan. Some deep, dog-like instinct overcame him as he sprang up and launched himself after the bone. Come back here! screamed Cyrus desperately. My bone! The bone was still hurtling through the air as Nathan jumped, twisted, and caught the bone in his teeth. My finger! pleaded Cyrus. Bring it back! Nathan turned to Cyrus and thundered towards him at full tilt, dog slobber spraying from his lips. Cyrus groaned in horror, preparing himself to be ground into bone meal. When Nathan came to a halt just in front of him, sat down on his haunches, dropped the bone, and wagged his tail expectantly. Again, his hopeful eyes suggested, again. Cyrus pondered. Hmm, that was rather fun, actually. It certainly beats counting leaves or craters on the moon. He smiled. Actually, he always smiled. Skeletons have no choice. And reached for the bone and with the cry of fetch, gave it a great toss into the forest. Off charged Nathan to retrieve the bone and delighted Cyrus when he bounded back with it in his mouth. <laughs> they say a dog is a man's best friend. Well, close enough. This were dog soon became the skeleton's best friend and so their solitude was over. The lonely skeleton and the reviled were-dog spend the rest of their days happily in the forest, keeping each other company, playing fetch. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bye Kids for Kids Storytime. Performed by Maya Degenhardt, Mulga Shargle, and Max and Ruby Juice. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.